FM, Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Happy Saturday, everybody. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin. Today, without Jim Shovlin, I am Justin Kenny here for the next hour or so. Talking local and area sports. Hit us up. On the text line, the Automotive Color and Supply text line, 46862. Put TS in front of your message. Let us know any questions you have for me over the next hour. If you have any questions for Dan Vance, who will join us here in a little bit, the Director of Media Relations and Social Media for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. We'll talk to Dan about Mad Ants, Summer League basketball for the NBA, see if any of the guys playing for the Pacers we can expect to see in a Mad Ants uniform coming up. Next season, also some high school basketball. We'll talk to Dan Vance. We're in the thick of AAU month. July is traditionally a heavy month for AAU. In fact, Dan down in Louisville this weekend playing in a big tournament with his team. So we'll talk about that and how it uh, translates into high school basketball coming up in the winter. Bottom of the hour, we'll talk to President Mike Nutter of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. We'll talk about the homestand that's currently going on and that continues into next week and with a beautiful weekend on tap today and tomorrow. We'll talk about the tickets available out at Parkview Field. Traditionally heavy tickets going out for the weekend, but post-July 4th, not as much out this weekend as usual, so plenty of seats available. We'll talk to Mike Nutter about that, and we'll talk about Former Tin Caps and the Futures game and the All-Star starters named last night for Major League Baseball and the representation for the Tin Caps as well. If you're heading down to the Three Rivers Festival Parade this morning, have a good time. If you see Mr. Jim Shovelin down there representing the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, make sure to give him a shout, give him a wave, throw a battery at him, whatever you want to do to make him know that you are there. That's why he's out of the studio this morning, and I am here all by my lonesome here this morning on Talking Sports. Once again, that text line, Automotive Color and Supply, text line 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. Tin Caps get a 5-4 win last night over the Lake County Captains, and it was uh, heroics in the seventh by Olivier Basabi, a single with Brandon Valenzuela on board scores the go-ahead run, and the Tin Caps then hold off the Lake County Captains 5-4. to four. Brandon Valenzuela, a couple of hits last night, including a two-run homer in the bottom of the third. They got the Tin Caps on the board. Two more with Lake County coming up today and tomorrow out at Parkview Field. Elsewhere going on in the world of sports, Wimbledon coming up this uh, morning, the Wimbledon women's final starts at 9 a.m., starts right now. You can listen to anybody hear this. Uh, this was something earlier this week, the Chicago Bears. I wanted to mention this. It's it's no secret that Chicago Bears looking to move out to Arlington Heights, a suburb of Chicago. They've bought the land. That was a, that's a racetrack They're They're planning on building a complex, a new stadium, restaurants, bars, p- potentially maybe a Bears Hall of Fame, all that all that fancy stuff. Because the, the the deal with the Chicago Bears is they don't own Soldier Field. It's the city of Chicago, the Parks Department, that owns Soldier Field. 
So they're basically renters of their their own stadium, which, you know, in today's NFL is just insanity because, you know, you want control of every asset of your team and your franchise. Well, the city of Chicago is desperate to keep the Chicago Bears on the lakefront in Chicago, and it's part of that you know, lakefront property that includes the aquarium and the planetarium and the field museum. It's really nice. Uh, just was down there last week, and in fact, it's not conducive for an NFL team that wants to build an experience around its stadium and in its stadium, particularly when that stadium has the lowest capacity in the NFL, which Soldier Field does. City of Chicago thinks they have this bright idea to keep the Chicago Bears and say, hey, we'll build a dome over Soldier Field and convince you to stay, which doesn't solve anything. The pure issues the Chicago Bears have with Soldier Field, the fact that it's small, the fact that they don't control the revenue, the fact that they don't have a lot of luxury boxes, and the, 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 the solution from the city of Chicago is, hey, we'll build a dome over the stadium, which really just helps the city because then they can have events all year round at historic Soldier Field. Uh, needless to say, the Chicago Bears yesterday came out and basically shut that down. Um, really not uh, entertaining anything from that, according to a statement from a Bears spokesperson. Quote, the only potential project the Chicago Bears are exploring for a new stadium development is Arlington Park. As part of our mutual agreement with the seller of that property, we're not pursuing alternative stadium deals or sites, including renovations to Soldier Field while we are under contract. The Bears can exit their Soldier Field lease in 2026 and fully expect the Arlington International Racecourse property, which is Arlington Park in Arlington Heights, to be transformed into the new home for the Chicago Bears, but uh, talk about, you know, uh, really not understanding the pure issue of what's going on with the Chicago Bears and why they want to move. So that's the latest out of Chicago with the Bears. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a terrible season for the Bears on the field, but at least, you know, Bears fans of, of which I am one long suffering. Got to look forward to in the next couple of years, a, a brand new stadium which is supposedly going to be designed by the same architects that uh, designed Allegiant Stadium in Vegas or the Raiders the giant puck basically so let's hope it's a little more aesthetically pleasing uh, for the Chicago Bears is what we have uh, in Vegas last night constituted six weeks before the start of the high school football season that's right August 19th will be week one and so much already being discussed on what's going to happen in the area leagues. I, I think there's a lot of intrigue in two leagues in particular. When you look at the SAC and you look at the Northeast Aid. And starting in the SAC, there's a lot of teams that you look at as how are they going to handle losses of this and that as opposed to they're bringing back a wealth of production. A lot of those teams, I look at Dwenger, which I think on paper could have one of its least successful seasons in recent memory. Remember last year they went seven and five. It was very undwenger like last year. They still won a sectional title. That convincing win over over Snyder in the sectional championship game, really the highlight of the season for Dwenger, because the week be week before they barely beat a Northside team that they handled earlier in the season. 
And Bishop DeWinger comes out and beats Snyder by 22 in the sectional championship game. So despite that record, 7-5, and DeWinger really did finish strong. Struggled at Zionsville in the regional, though, lost by 21. But Bishop DeWinger has a lot to replace, and, and they lose Bodie Dickerson, who was penciled in to be QB1 this year, and he transfers over to Northside. That's another team that I think you look at when we talk about Northside, and there's a lot of individual talent over there. Can they collectively put it together as a team? This is a team this time last year that there was a lot of discussion on if they could be a sneaky uh, pick in the SAC to at least compete towards the top of the SAC. They go out and get two wins, the only two wins coming against Wayne and Southside by seven points and only beat Southside by three. So in Ben Johnson's second season, can Northside take that individual talent, put it in as a collective, and have a successful season? The, the problem with Northside, too, schedule-wise, and you look at this, and it's been this way for you know half, half a dozen years, is they start with Snyder, DeWanger, Carroll. We make so much about those first three games. Then they get Wayne week four. Then they have to play at Lures at Homestead this year. So their first six games... Five of those are against the teams that we consider to be consistent upper echelon teams in the SAC. That's not easy. And that's what Northside will have to contend with for at least one more season before we go next year, of course, to the two-division format and uh, and mix up the schedules and add a couple non-conference dates in there for each team. But elsewhere in the SAC, the only team that I look at and say this is an SAC championship winning caliber team right now is the Snyder Panthers. Bring back a lot offensively. They lose Tyrese Brown, who was arguably the best player in the SAC last year at running back, but they bring back some linemen. They have Luke Hoppert back, and I think he's going to be poised to have a big year for Snyder. I think Snyder is going to cater more to the pass this year, but they still have Langston Level, who will be a very good RB1 to step up in Tyrese Brown's absence. Kamari Juarez is going to be a breakout wide receiver for Snyder. That defense may, may not be as dominant and fast as we're traditionally used to seeing from Snyder, but it'll be good enough, I feel. And I think the Panthers right now, if you had to pick, are the SAC favorites right now. Carroll, of course, with the with the tragic loss of Owen Sheely, who is going to be, you know, QB1 for the Carroll Chargers, where are they at? But they have a lot of production. That defense, probably going to be the best in the SAC. Dylan Bennett, middle of the linebacker core there in that defense, a freak of nature. You throw in Braden Steely, underrated player that's going to have a breakout year this year as well. I like Carroll's have the uh, best defense in the SAC. You look at Homestead. And do they go Peyton Slavin? Do they go Jimmy Sullivan at quarterback? Do they rotate them? All indications we've seen in the summer is that they've they've exchanged reps. They've they've alternated possessions in in summer workouts. Does Coach Chad Zolman go that route into the season and play both? Does he want to settle on one? Of course, Slavin was that guy last year, but Jimmy Sullivan got some playing time late as a true freshman last year, and now as a sophomore, really. Um, able to sling it all over the field. The, the thing you get with Peyton Slavin, a little bit more mobile, so he can get out and some, make some plays and, and extend plays if need be. Uh, that's going to be something that Sullivan's going to ha have to work at. So Bishop Lures, you know, after the, the successful season last year, did they drop a little bit? You know, Charlie Stansky expected to be QB1. Looks good in the summer workouts that I have seen, but it is still a loss of Carson Clark. We have Nick Thompson there still, uh, the Mac commitment. So, 
a lot to like uh, at Bishop Lures. You know, this is the thing with, with the SAC is I think you are going to, and I talked to a, a coach yesterday that, that mess, messaged uh, me and, and talked about this is it's going to be a season that there are going to be three, two or three or four scores over the course of the season that you're going to hear while you're out at another game and just be absolutely shocked at what's going on. Who it is, where it is, what week, who knows? But it could be that kind of season uh, in the SAC. Looking uh, quickly at the Northeast 8, a lot to like here if you are a Norwell Knights fan. And Norwell, back-to-back double-digit win seasons, 11-2 last season. They beat East Noble for the second straight season, shut them out at home 17 to nothing last year. And this is a team that brings back a lot of its production. Leighton Bailey at quarterback. Really, you know, I feel like game manager is kind of a slight when you talk about quarterbacks. But Leighton Bailey can make plays when he needs to. But he also does a great job at getting the ball out to his playmakers. Luke Graft is a two-way stud uh, for Norwell. You look elsewhere. Up front, you know, Brody Bolin, huge. But. Kyle Zettis, another senior running or senior lineman, I think just as important as Brody up front. That's going to be a very difficult offensive uh, front to really have to deal with for Norwell. And other, you know, John Colbert, the, the, the safety, he's good. Cade Shelton as a sophomore was, was first team all any eight last year at corner. He's back. I mean, this team is, is absolutely loaded with playmakers. So Norwell, I feel right now, is the favorite in the NEA, but you can also throw in East Noble. East Noble's not going away, but like I mentioned, back-to-back losses by the Knights of East Noble to the Knights of Norwell. The game traditionally week six, Norwell at East Noble this year. And then you throw Leo in first time, or, you know, first year uh, coach with Jason Dorfler over from Northrop. He's going to open things up offensively a little bit. Does it work? Does it not work? Does Leo need some time to grow and adjust to the new schemes? We'll see. But I don't think you can um, you can discount the Leo Lions this year as well. So that's a kind of a look at the Northeast State. I expect those three teams to kind of be at the pointy end of the standings throughout the season. You, you look at Columbia City that has to replace Greg Bolt, and I think that's a bigger loss than a lot of people are are you know giving credit for. You know, DeKalb, I think, is a team that could be on the rise. Huntington North, where are they at? New Haven, I think there's some intrigue there because they have a lot of individual talent. Mylon Graham, you could argue, is the best pure wide receiver in the area. And, yes, that includes Bronte Johnson at Northside. So how does how does New Haven start against Marion at home and then at Eastbrook? They're two non-conference. Those are two difficult non-conference games for New Haven before they get into the NE8 season opening with so, like I said, six weeks from yesterday is the opening of the high school football season. Of course, you can hear all the action here every Friday night on 1380 and 100.9 FM. Brett Rump and Shannon Griffith with all the coverage from an area game and complete coverage post game as well for all the scores, highlights, and analysis out of every single week of the high school football regular season again i'm justin kenny in for jim shovelin who's uh, walking the parade route i think the parade begins at like 10 so uh, you have some time to get down there be careful if you're driving down know the 
the road closures. I know it always catches a couple people off guard driving downtown, not realizing it's uh, it's parade morning. So it's going to be a cluster downtown. But uh, take your time, get down there, enjoy the start, unofficial start of the Three Rivers Festival. It's going to be a great weekend for festival. It's going to be a great weekend for tin caps. Just a great weekend to get out and, and do some things after what was, uh, you know, a week of rain, some serious rain earlier in the week in particular. But we're going to take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk to Dan Vance, the director of media relations and social media for the Mad Ants. Coming up a little bit later will be Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. All that and more here on a Saturday morning edition without Jim Shovelin unfortunately, here on Talking Sports. We'll be back here in just a few with Dan Vance. You're listening to Talking Sports on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Have you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately? Think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Dan Patrick at 9 a.m. on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Well, Kyrie has six teams on his list. I don't know how many of those six teams want Kyrie. Because I was wondering about this analogy. Let's say I was getting a divorce from my wife. And then I said, I got six women I'd like to date. Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston. They have to be interested in me. Dan Patrick at 9 a.m. Download the 1380 app. Listen from your smart speaker. Or log on to 1380thefan.com. Got chronic joint pain like me? Not having any success with steroids, but trying to avoid surgery? Well, thankfully, there's a better way. And now it's available here from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics. Hey, everybody, this is Mike Rags. I'm talking about new therapies, advanced all-natural biologics, regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, providing lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, no downtime. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in precision regenerative medicine with over 100 clinics across America and literally thousands of satisfied patients. If you've got joint pain due to arthritis, knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain, don't just think the old ways of dealing with pain are the only ways. You need to learn more about these new biologic therapy options that can change your life. Call QC Kinetics now. It's a free consultation with local medical professionals. Call 260-333-9383. QC Kinetics. 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383. Hello. Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. On the battlefield, there's a saying America's military men and women live by. 
never leave a fallen warrior behind, ever. Off the battlefield, Wounded Warrior Project operates with the same goal. We leave no warrior behind. Wounded Warrior Project is a nonprofit organization created to help our men and women returning home with the scars of war. Whether those scars are physical or mental, we're here to make sure that they heal. And whether it's helping those with post-traumatic stress disorder live a normal life again, or giving much-needed support to injured warriors and veterans' hospitals, because no one deserves our help more than the men and women who risk their lives to keep us safe. Wounded Warrior Project. We never leave a fallen warrior behind. Ever. Learn more about what we do at WoundedWarriorProject.org. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just gotta hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. about adopting a team from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports. Justin Kenny here for Jim Shovlin, who's walking the parade route this morning at the Three Rivers Festival Parade. Look for him with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. We've got a new rap on the bus, I see. So uh, check that out. Fresh fresh rap for the uh, Mad Ants uh, sprinter bus that they use to uh, transport the team around. Hit us up on the Automotive Color and Supply text line, 46862. Put TS in front of your message. I already have him. Question in for Mike Nutter, who will join us here in a little bit. But do you have anything on your mind about anything? Hit us up on the text line, in particular, if you have a question for Mr. Dan Vance, who joins us from another state this morning, from Louisville, the Director of Media Relations and Social Media for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Mr. Vance, how are you? I'm doing great, Justin. How are you doing? Uh, we're living the dream. The sun's out. It's uh, reasonably temperature. It's going to be a great weekend for festival goers, for Tin Caps baseball, and presumably for AAU basketball, although that is indoors. Yeah, yeah, it's indoors, but it's a it's a foggy morning uh, right now in Louisville. And you had a uh, started. First of all, tell us uh, the the event because it's a big event down in Louisville, out of, down at the convention center, right? Yeah, yeah. My my AAU team uh, with Team Focus is playing. This weekend, um, balling under one roof down at the convention center in Louisville. And, uh, yeah, huge tournament. Huge tournament started last night with games. Uh, my guys played a, a great game against a really, really tough all-Ohio red team that's chock full of D1 prospects. And uh, we came out fighting. Oh, I was proud of my guys. Connor Slee from Fremont, uh, a name that people are going to know. And I'm not just saying that because I'm his coach. Um, he's had a great summer. He put up 32 last night. Uh, in a in a 84-71 loss against this team that you know competes against EYBL teams uh, quite a bit. So I'm real proud of my guys, but a great tournament. Uh, I'd never been in the Kentucky Exposition Center before last night, uh, and it's wild. You're talking 80 courts, um, depth perceptions crazy, side by side, loud. It is the ultimate AAU basketball environment. So. If you're an AAU basketball fan of any kind, uh, I highly recommend at some point getting down to the Kentucky Exposition Center. They just hosted the run for the Roses on the girls' side, which is arguably the biggest girls' tournament of the year uh, in AAU. Uh, that ran earlier this week, so that was wrapping up last night, actually, 
uh, ESPN broadcast their championship game. So just wild, crazy night last night. Uh, so many people, but uh, an amazing environment. I've seen pictures of that setup, but never been down there. But I, I can imagine the the sounds, like you said, the the yells and the balls bouncing and sneakers squeaking. I can't imagine <laughs> the noise. It, it, it's it's interesting, and you know, I think that that's one of the things that makes it challenging um, any tournament down here, but especially this week with these big ones with Horn for the Roses and Falling Under One Roof, is that if you haven't been here before, there's such an overload for the senses of everything going on. Um, and you, you kind of really find out. I talked to my guys about it uh, even before we got down here. You find out who's really about that life real quick because there's so much going on, so many possible distractions, so many things that could wow you and take you out of the game if you've never been here before, and even if you have. Um, so it's definitely a, a great test for, for these kids to, to see who really can dial in uh, in the big moments with so much going on around them. And I have to feel that that's one attribute that then translates into high school basketball in the winter because we, you know, coaches and, and people outsiders always, you know, what, what's the difference? Why do AAU when you can focus on high school, whatever? But I imagine locking in no matter what court you're playing on at what time and what the environment is, that's something that's going to transform over into the high school season and if you continue to play in college and beyond. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we we – Tipped off last night at 9:20, so we had a late game. Um, you know, the depth perception was something I definitely think was a, a difference maker, uh, or could have been. You know, you have courts, some of them that are side by side, but then some of them that are running long ways. So you're looking down, you know, eight courts uh, trying to hit uh, three. So it's it's wild, but it definitely translates. You know, it's a crazy environment. It's hard to explain. <laughs> you know what it's been like down here, but yeah, it. it prepares you for basically anything uh, that you're going to see on the high school season. Take the crowd, the noise, uh, the weird gyms, possible different death perception, all that stuff, and you roll it into one. So I think it's definitely one that, that really helps prepare these guys. And at the end of the day, that's what we're here for, um, is, is to get them ready so they're stronger in their high school seasons uh, and can have better and longer careers. So anytime you can prepare them for that uh, is definitely the goal. And multiple games per day. I mean, you said today before we went on, you guys will play multiple games uh, today. And you talk about regional and, you know, I guess now semi-state and events that we have across the state, whether they're one-day shootouts or weekend tournaments where you're playing multi-game, uh, multi-games in one day in the high school season. This also helps you prepare for that. For sure. You know, the multiple game uh, format, I think we'll only play two today, but sometimes you're getting three in a day. Um, it's it definitely makes you stronger. I mean, you got to get your stamina up. You got to be ready. So it's great to be down here and see so many teams from the Fort Wayne area. Obviously, uh, team focus. We have a big contingent down here. OPS, uh, Summit City Elite. So so many schools um, represented from the area. Always 100 and OPS, both having big representation on the girls' side for uh, Run for the Roses earlier this week. So uh, it, it strengthens these kids that we're going to get to see play this winter. Dan Vance is joining us from the picturesque city of Louisville, Kentucky, the director of media, public relations and social media for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. And let's talk some pro basketball here for a little bit, Dan. And the summer league got started 
for the Pacers last night out in Vegas. It was a 96-84 victory over the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, the first round pick got 23 points. It was game high, so that's a good start for him, for the Pacers. But, you know, looking at that makeup of that roster, and I know it's it's tough to predict, but any indications or any hints on any of those guys that are on that summer league roster that we potentially could see in a Mad Ants uniform? Yeah, it's always hard this early. Um, you know, you have some guys that are um, discussing Exhibit 10 contracts. We see those get reported. Um, none of that becomes official yet, which are basically training camp contracts. Uh, and usually we see those guys in Matt Edge uniforms. You know, last year, uh, Kiefer Sykes, Benny Boltwright, Terry Taylor to start the season. They were some guys that were in the summer league uh, that were under Exhibit 10 contracts, training camp contracts with the Pacers. Uh, but right now it's hard to tell. You know, they haven't uh, pegged anybody or signed anybody to two-way deals. Uh, those are guys we see. So, you know, we, we, we keep a look on it on the Mad Ant side and see the potential. But uh, right now I think the cool thing is to see we have – you know, 10 guys in the summer league that have played for us, six of whom um, played for us last season, and they're all playing with the Pacers in the summer league. So to see, go out there last night and see Terry Taylor have a, a great game yesterday for them, and that went over Charlotte, had 11 points and seven rebounds. Um, he played really well. Dwayne Washington played very well. Gabe York got in, didn't score, but did a lot of good things uh, with four assists and four rebounds. And then Benny Boatwright, who missed – probably the last two months of the season for us with an injury. Um, you know, Benny had another good game in the summer league last night. Benny was in the summer league with us last year. I was out there in Las Vegas, um, had like five points in the first eight minutes of our very first summer league game and then got injured and missed the rest of the summer league. So to see Benny back out there healthy uh, is exciting for us as, as the Mad Ant staff and for Mad Ant fans. I think that being able to watch this team, you know, they have three more games set um, two of them uh, nationally on either ESPN or ESPN2, and then one on NBA TV. It's a chance for Manette fans to really see these guys that they rallied behind last year. And I think that's great. It's cool for these G League cities, um, and especially Fort Wayne, to be able to see these guys that, that they watched last season, that they became fans of. Right now is, is looking at the guys that uh, we've seen in the past, and you know there are some guys on that summer league roster for the Pacers that we'll see. Uh, time will tell who they may be. Dan, in terms of the makeup of this season's upcoming roster, any any indications on, on who could be here, or is that still kind of TBA? I know you kind of got to wait for the Pacers, but um, when does that kind of start forming and getting put together? So really we'll look um, in September. Um, obviously that'll, it'll form before then. Before then you'll see uh, you know some guys get labeled with Exhibit 10 contracts, some guys with two ways. Um, but our general manager, Chris Taylor, uh, is always working. Uh, I've talked to him quite a bit. Um, so he's out there in Vegas right now. He'll have communication with different agents, uh, and then we'll do a tryout sometime in September before we get into our training camp in October. So really we have time. You know, uh, We're ready to get back to it, but uh, we'll see what CT does. He's always in communication with some former players, some guys that were with us last year. Uh, some young guys. So hopefully uh, sooner than later, about the time our schedule comes out, uh, mid-September, uh, we'll have an indication of, of a few guys at least that we expect to be part of the roster. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, kind of when can we uh, expect the Mad Ant schedule? Do you think around September? Yeah, yeah, late August, early September is a complete schedule. We do have six dates out now. Uh, if you go to ftwaynemadants.com, you can see uh, our priority dates, our six main days. You can actually already – 
uh, purchase mini plans, you know, a five-game mini plan package for our five biggest dates of the season. You can purchase those now. Um, so we have those dates out as well as our education day, uh, our afternoon game for kids and schools that comes up in March. Uh, so you can get that stuff now. And then late August, early September, we should hopefully have the full schedule released and uh, get those tickets on sale so you can get out to the college and support the Badass. We'll hit you uh, to wrap up with a high school basketball question. And, you know, this this is a time of year where you're seeing different talent and different players and guys growing. And you, you mentioned, you know, a couple of your guys. But it, for high school basketball fans in general for this area, any kind of noteworthy items that they should be aware of here uh, over the summer? You know, the, I think we see a lot of kids growing in different roles. It's been we're going into a season where so many top teams lost kids uh, to graduation that were significant for so long. Uh, you look at Homestead among those, Snyder among those. Um, and so in June, I was able to see a lot of kids at shootouts and see some different roles uh, that kids are going to play. Um, so, you know, look for kids to step up. If you saw a kid that had a hint of something last year, chances are he may be the big dog this year. Um, you know, just off the top of my head, Kieran Billingsley at Snyder has looked fantastic this year. Um, Kyron Kapowiki at Homestead has definitely stepped up his game, knowing he's going to have to do a lot more. Uh, and Jackson McGee at Leo has looked great. I actually watched him last night. Uh, his Indy Heat Red team played right before us. Uh, a fantastic team to watch with Jackson, um, Johnny Washington, Bronte Johnson is playing for that team, Cannon Hauser from Carroll. So uh, a lot of guys just going to step into bigger roles uh, and so if you get a chance in the month of July to get out and see some AAU, I know in two weeks the GRBA Nationals are in Fort Wayne. Uh, so a lot of those big, talented kids from Fort Wayne will be playing in the city. Uh, a great chance to see maybe just a little hint of, of what you're going to see AAU and, and team ball are so different. But so many of these kids have now gotten into a role that we have looked at as youngsters in the past, and, and they're stepping up big. So uh, I think that there's going to be some big names that are just going to pop out uh, that you may not have heard of a lot before. And kind of coupling off that, maybe a couple teams in the SAC that we're not traditionally used to seeing towards the top end of the conference. You mentioned a Johnny Washington uh, who plays for Concordia, and that could be a team that's in the mix in the SAC. And also a very young Wayne team that you know played and started you know a couple freshmen at times last year that could be up there as well. So in terms of uh, the SAC intrigue, we could have some some different teams up there in the mix this year. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, I loved what I saw at Concordia and Wayne both in the month of June. Uh, Concordia obviously with Johnny Washington, uh, Cole Hayworth has been playing fantastic. Uh, I got to see him play last night as well for Concordia and then for Wayne um, you know they were so young it's kind of like on the girls side I think the girls Wayne side team is going to be interesting this year too because they've played since they were freshmen so they've got two or three years of experience uh, kind of the same with the boys they're still a little bit younger a lot of sophomores and juniors but with Trey Dillard and um, Chase Barnes and Javon Lewis that Wayne team can really go they have a great pace uh, I think the year's going to be exciting on both the boys and girls' side. I think a lot of things are open. We have some traditional powers that are still pretty strong. Um, you know, I look at Norwell on both boys and girls' side, but I think there's going to be a lot of surprising teams. I look forward to it. We're still a ways away from high school basketball season, but I think it's going to be a really exciting year that's going to be pretty open around the area. All right, brother. Appreciate the insight. Uh, have a nice, relaxing morning before you get back on the court down in Louisville. Uh, good luck to you guys. I'll catch up to you later. Appreciate it. Thanks, Justin. Hi, buddy. That was Mr. Dan Vance, who has a new snazzy title 
with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. It is, it's a long one. It is, what is it? It's like the director of media, public, director of public relations and social media for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. He's uh, basically the guy that gets all the media stuff together, social media, all that stuff for the Mad Ants and directing it. So he's down in Louisville this weekend with his AAU team getting some uh, some action in, in, in a very unique environment down at the convention center in Louisville. What do you say, 80, 80 courts in there? Astounding. Must be a crazy atmosphere. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to President Mike Nutter of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps when we return. Talk about the Caps weekend schedule and a beautiful weather weekend. Get out into Parkview Field this weekend. We'll talk about ticket availability and more as the homestead continue homestand continues into next week. You're listening to Talking Sports here on a Saturday morning here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the best glass company of them all? I'm the magic mirror, and the answer to your question is a simple one, you see. When it comes to specialty glass, call City Glass Specialty. The area's choice for custom glass, including shower doors, mirrors, and custom framing since 1944. So, Magic Mirror, how do I reach them? Visit cityglassspecialty.com or call 260-744-3301 today. The Magic Mirror is right. City Glass is the best glass company of them all. If you're looking for a new shower or tub enclosure, City Glass has framed or frameless to offer the ideal solution for your remodeling project. You can choose from a wide variety of glass designs with matching hardware, and they can custom create a mirror to complete the unique look of your interior design. Located on Calhoun Street, three blocks south of the Oyster Bar, City Glass Specialty specializes in and matching products to your bathroom remodel vision. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with expertise and tools with Windows 11 to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. To do more with a Latitude laptop, Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. This is Brad Keselowski, driver number two, discount tire Ford Mustang. Racing fans know that a quick pit stop to check the tires can give me the winning edge. The same is true for your car. Proper tire tread helps keep traction on the road in everyday driving. To check your tread, simply insert a penny, Lincoln's head first, into your tire groups. If you can see all of Honest Abe's head, it's time to get your tires checked by a professional. A message from the U.S. Tire Manufacturers Association. 
Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports this morning on a beautiful sunny Saturday morning here in Northeast Indiana. I'm Justin Kenny in for Jim Shovlin who's on the parade route this morning with us part of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. It's part of the Three Rivers Festival Parade, the uh, unofficial kickoff of the festival this morning, downtown Fort Wayne. If you're heading down there, be careful. And also, if you're not going to the parade and heading downtown, be mindful of uh, the road closures and uh, and all the activities going on in downtown. One of the activities that's traditionally going on downtown throughout the summer, Fort Wayne Tin Caps Baseball down at Parkview Field. President of the Tin Caps join us right now, Mr. Mike Nutter. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Great having uh, a few minutes with you. I think we've got uh, Johnny out there, four of our players, and some staff members in the parade as well. I was going to say, I, I was going to ask you if you were going to be out there, but nobody wants to see Mike Nutter, right? No, they don't. No, uh, <laughs> I went. To, I did the parade. I walked it one time. It was a couple years after we won a title uh, in our opening year of '09, and I got heckled by so many people asking why we hadn't won another one. I heard <laughs> of the young kids. That's a true story. It's been two years. When are you guys going to win again? Dang. Well, <laughs> Probably you know a good that... question for this conversation today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Caps got a win last night. A uh, a tie-breaking hit by Olivier Basabi last night. Scored, scored Brandon Valenzuela in the seventh. Valenzuela with a two-run homer earlier in the game to open the scoring. So a winning night for the Caps last night. No doubt about it. You know what? Obviously, the one-loss record is not what we had hoped for, not what the Padres had hoped for. Individually, we got some guys. Uh, Robert Hassel, the third, a.k.a. Bobby Barrels, became our first active player ever this week to be named to the Futures game while playing for the Tin Caps. So a week from today, he will be on every national TV outlet playing in Dodger Stadium as a starter for the National League Futures team. We've had guys like Fernando Tatis, Trey Turner, Max Freed play after they got further up the chain, but they dipped down to high A baseball for Robert, and so he gets out there. Jokingly, I've said with Jim a lot over the, the, the year, and you've heard and been on there, you know, every week the fans ask me, well, how long do we have him? How long do we have him? I don't know, but he's still here today. It's perfect weather. <laughs> There's no humidity today or tomorrow. We actually have a lot more tickets available than we normally would because it's so close to the 4th of July holiday, you know, that this is a slower weekend for us. So people that haven't gotten to see him play or haven't gotten out to a Caps game either this year or in a while, tonight and tomorrow are perfect. Yeah, perfect weather coming up today and tomorrow, about time after what we had earlier in the week. And how, how did I know the, the, the irrigation, the drainage is great at Parkview Field. How did it handle that deluge earlier in the week? Man, I'm glad you asked. I seriously am. So Tuesday morning, we got hit with like three and a half inches of rain. We didn't have a game Tuesday because we played on a rare Monday. And so we were fine. And then later that night, we decided hey, we better get the crew together and put it on. There's stuff coming in Wednesday night, Wednesday morning, and we had a Wednesday day game scheduled. Justin, I got a call from Keith Winter, our award-winning grounds crew, at about 10 or 11 Tuesday night and said, hey, boss, I got some news. Uh, the wind was up to 80 miles an hour. It took the tarp off the field, staked in 50 spots. <laughs> with two vehicles parked on it. I mean, no exaggeration. A, a golf cart, not like a Cushman utility cart, uh, American Landmaster cart parked on the one corner and blew the tarp into our dugout. 
True story. Yeah, it never happened before. And so, uh, you know, obviously we had the derecho a couple weeks ago, but fortunately the team was out of town, so it impacted a lot of us at home but not at work. And then so Wednesday morning I go back in, and really we probably had gotten five or six inches of rain, and you couldn't even tell on the field. The unfortunate thing was it took us a couple hours to get the thing unrolled, and then we got hit with another storm. So we ended up not playing Wednesday, but only because the tarp was in the dugout instead <laughs> of on the field. And by about 2 o'clock that day, you couldn't even tell it had rained again. And, like, the, the umpires and people from Major League Baseball and the other team are like, this is incredible. So, actually, that's why we've got a doubleheader today. We're going to make up the one from they got canceled Wednesday, and we pushed it to here because early in the week the forecast looks so good. So it is fireworks and superstars and doubleheader and that kind of stuff. First game, first pitch is at 535 tonight. Yeah, it'd be great. Head down to, uh, you know, what used to be called Junk Food Alley. Now you guys guess you can't call it that. But, uh, you know, go down to get some food. Guys and like head you to and me can, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think we've had enough junk food in our life. That, you know, <laughs> big kind of, but, you know, it's it's great to go downtown. Great day with the Three Rivers Festival in full swing. And then watch two with the Caps. Absolutely. And then we're home tomorrow, 105. Uh, we added tomorrow is a dog day, so if people haven't been out with their pet, they can do that tomorrow for the Sunday game. And then we roll it right back with Mondays off, and then we're home again all next week, kind of blowing it out before but, uh, school's coming in a few weeks. And so then next Saturday, a week from today, again, we always tell people get them early for the huge games. A week from today is the Three Rivers Fireworks night. Uh, game that we have and so a lot of huge promos coming up a lot of great stuff hopefully the boys can win a few games and the crowds have been amazing there's 60 teams in single a between high a and double a and we are currently third in the country attendance and uh, gaining on the number two team down in greenville my buddies down there set a huge lead every year in april and may because that's when their fans want to come out and then we chip away at it in June, July, and August up here in this weather. And so hopefully we can finish second attendance in the country again. That'd be awesome. My, I wanted to ask you, you, you mentioned Robert Hassel III and, and you know people wondering when he's going to move up. But I have to imagine what's the situation up a level because I would imagine they don't want to promote him and then not be starting every day. Yeah, so uh, that's a great question. My understanding is, that he would start each day. I don't know anything specific. It would be reasonable to assume, you know what, he's going to fly out of here next Wednesday, maybe after the day game, maybe next Thursday. You know, he'll be with us till then before he flies out to Los Angeles. Then does he come back to Fort Wayne, or would that be the time when he's already all the way out in California that they would fly him to San Antonio, Texas, uh, you know, to move up to double A, I understand, you know, there's a lot of uh, teams that want him on the trade market. And, you know, who knows what the Padres seem like, the Wheelers and Dealers every year. And so, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of factors in play, uh, even that I don't understand at times. of like, well, okay, if they are showcasing him, again, I'm not saying they are, but if they were, would they send him back to Fort Wayne because he's just dominating this league? Would they send him up to double A? I know one thing, and I mean this sincerely, he is a great young man. I have never at high A or low A had conversations with a current player about hitting. This guy is a savant. Obviously, he's very accomplished on the field, 
But this isn't one of those. And I'm serious. If fans are listening, they meet him tonight or tomorrow because he signs autographs just about every day. Like he's a young kid that just loves being around. His his philosophies and stuff on hitting. I stopped in the other day in the batting cage, and they were doing something with wiffle balls. And I said, "Hey, what do you guys got going on? What are you trying to do here?" Well, Mr. Nutter, this is what we're trying to simulate. The starter for the other team has a fastball that's 98. It doesn't rise, but your eyes feel like it rises. So we use these lighter balls to simulate. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you know, I thought it was just kind of like, hey, we're getting ready for the game. Yeah, leave us alone, Prez. With him, it is just awesome. Like, he is one of those, you know, I'm not comparing him to these guys, but like the Tony Gwynn, the Ted Williams, when you ask the question about a, hit, a pitcher, they could tell you like the entire sequence and stuff. He's a gifted young man. I hope he's here all year, but I don't mean that like campaigning. He has earned the right to go up. He's going to be a longtime big leaguer like the Hunters and the Przinskis and the David Freezes and, and those types of guys where people are going to, a lot of people are going to say, man, I saw that guy at Parkview Field because he's a good one. President Mike Nutter, the Fort Wayne Titcaps, joining us here on Talking Sports this morning and had a couple questions come in on the Automotive Color and Supply text line, Mike. And this is usually the kind of year when when the tin caps were in low way, you say, okay, you know, a couple of the guys from the amateur draft could get assigned yeah. to the tin caps. But, yeah, you know, I'm sure that's happening at the lower level, but could the tin caps then see a promotion or two from low way over the latter I, part of the year? I do think that's going to happen and i do think that's a great question and so the difference is for the fan that asked that the draft hasn't happened yet and normally every year it used to be in june yeah and then they moved it to very early july so the draft has not happened yet and so that in the old days would be exactly what the texture described you'd see an influx there again i am not saying that robert's going up i'm not saying that he's going up soon if he did or when he did, or something like that, they got a young guy. They got two young guys in Lake Elsinore, the number one and the number two picks from last year. So, again, this is just me. I'm not, you know, politician or campaigning, <laughs> but when Bobby goes up, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a young kid named James Wood that was the second round pick out of the IMG Academy in Florida, absolutely dominating low A baseball. They tell me this guy is going to come in and be the best athlete in the league the day he gets here and that he's going to play center field in the big leagues at six foot eight. And Oof. his dad was a former professional basketball player. And then the number one pick, Jackson Merrill, is down there. Both high school kids. So fans might be saying, why haven't we seen those guys already? They've sent us three college players in the last couple of weeks. That's helping a little bit. Uh, great question from that fan. Mike, how does the overall approach from the Padres with the relationship with the Tin Caps change going from low A to high A in terms of the athletes? Because I can imagine low A, they're sending you, hey, we need to give these guys a taste of full season baseball, get them acclimated. Now you're going to high A, they're getting, you know, in, in all likelihood promoted and it's the next step. And how does that message change from, okay, this is entry level A ball to now they're stepping up. We need to see the next step of production. Yeah, man, that's really good. I think at A ball... And we've loved our time there at low A ball. There's no question about it. We developed 100, uh, 200 minor league, major league ball players. But you would take a flyer a lot more. Hey, the guy can throw 100, but he doesn't know where it's going. You know, kind of wink, wink. I'm never criticizing our <laughs> players. But like, or hey, the guy has all the power in the world, but maybe he can't, you know, make it consistent of contact. Well, at low A ball, those guys are all going to get a chance. Because if you can put something together, you know, you can really get it. So I would say that at our level, uh, and, again, we haven't had the best on-field success, but the guys are 
definitely more polished, more well-rounded. They're not coming in with just one tool. And then physically, they are just uh, more gifted. I mean, like, and I had a professional scout tell me the other day, because Hassel on the game Thursday night, it was a crazy game. We were down 9-2 and then tied it at 9 and lost in 13 or 14 innings. But Bobby had two doubles off the wall, a two-run homer to tie it at 9, and was walked both times in extra innings intentionally. I mean, at A-ball, you didn't ever see. You know, you will just pitch to him and see. And Lake County's over there playing. You're like, hey, we're, this guy's not going to beat us. He's already done enough damage tonight. Somebody else can beat us. And that scout said he already looks like an incredible ball player, but they said even him in the next year or two will put on 15, 20 pounds more muscle. And they said those two doubles off the wall would join the other ball that went into the Harrison. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so physically the bodies have changed. And maybe for another week when there's more time, we can talk about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with the Padres because when I first started, whatever food was left at Memorial Stadium, I mean this sincerely, I would take it down to the clubhouse. Some of that stuff had been sitting around for a couple hours. I mean, under a heat lamp, so yeah. healthy, but not, not, not always the freshest stuff. And so now, pregame catered meal, wow. hydration testing every day, weight testing every day, postgame catered meal. I'm talking about from some of the best restaurants around. And so, so much has changed with the guys with their physical and mental well-being uh, that it's not just, Hey, they're blowing down, you know, you know, fast food and this and that, where it's more of, you know, we're trying to, you know, get these guys to the big leagues and every way we can do it helps. Yeah, I mean they're they're investments yep. from the Padres, right? Sometimes that are a commodity, but like they are. I mean, they're yeah. young men first and all those right. kinds of things that, that the Padres invest in with all the stuff we've talked about with English classes for our you know, Hispanic players and things like that. But, no, it's an investment. And, and maybe that means they're going to the big leagues with them or with another team or they don't make it that far. But why not try and maximize everything you can do? Yep. Absolutely. Talking to Mike Nutter here, president of the Four Wayne Tin Caps here for a couple more minutes. And I think the most important question we've gotten this morning here, Mike, on the text line, it says, the question for Mike Nutter, I love the pitch clock, but I wonder if I have discovered the first negative that I can think of. Has the clock between innings shortened the routines of the bad apple dancers? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> so I'm not sure, but that doesn't mean I'm hiding it. So they've had to tighten it up a little bit. I can say that much. <laughs> there was some instances last, uh, maybe in the first month, where we are still allotted, you know, two minutes and 15 seconds or a, a minute and a half in different situations in between innings, pitching changes, that kind of stuff. Well, that's still our time. And there was a couple times earlier this year, and we get along very well with the umpires. But there was a couple times earlier this year where the pitcher was ready to go, the hitter was ready to go, but our clock was still going, you know, for like an in-game promotion. One of the umpires was, you know, throwing his hands up and that kind of stuff, and I just went down there <laughs> after the game politely and just said, hey, man, like we all get along here, but that's our time. You're not judged on that, you know, and so – we love the pitch clocks. We do. We've talked about it before on here. When we opened Parkview Field, the average game time was around two hours and 38 minutes. Last year was up to three hours and 22 minutes. Oof. That was going the wrong way too fast to, I think, lose a generation of kids and fans. Um, last night was an interesting one. 
We had a pitcher, Efrain Contreras, that actually lives in Fort Wayne year-round, married a local young lady. He's on the Padres' 40-man roster. He's coming back from Tommy John surgery, and there was a hole in the mound, like happens sometimes. He's about six feet tall. The guy starting for Lake County was a former Vanderbilt star at six foot seven. And so Efrain stepped off the mound, did a little grooming, and they said he violated the clock. That was a ball. And our manager didn't like that too much because <laughs> he was like that. He wasn't stolen like he's fixing, like, you know, that kind of thing. And so uh, it, it, cooler heads prevailed and everything was fine there. And then later in the game, actually, our guy was slow. A different pitcher was slow delivering the ball to the plate on a 3-2 count. And sure enough, um, signaled it, ball four, free base. And, you know, I had fans who were, like, sprinting up to me on the concourse. That's unfair. <laughs> and it's like, hey, I don't like it either. <laughs> but they're telling these umpires that they're going to be judged on, you know, this pace of play, just like they are the other stuff. So we love it. We're hearing from fans. The coolest thing is a couple nights ago when we rallied down 9-2 in the eighth inning, the whole place was still full because it wasn't three and a half hours into a game. And sure. so the home field advantage is coming back, and it's really cool to see. Mike, you got two today out of Parkview Field, one tomorrow, off Monday, and then a homestand with the Lansing Lugnuts coming up starting on Tuesday. Multiple fireworks nights as well next week. So take us through the next week or so of Tin Caps Baseball Parkview Field. Absolutely. We talked about tonight and tomorrow, and then Tuesday we're back with the $2 concession stuff. Lansing has one of the biggest prospects in baseball on the Oakland A's. Uh, he's still with them. He's a hassle type that is a monster player, so they can see him. Wednesday we're going to try another day game. Last Wednesdays we talked about the tarp ended up in the dugout, <laughs> so that one didn't happen. And then Thursday, Thursday with fireworks on the 14th, uh, the return of the Marvel Night on Friday the 15th with fireworks. Saturday, Tyler's Amazing Balancing Act and the Three Rivers Festival fireworks. Next Sunday, I think it's another dog day at 105 to wrap it up. And so that'll be 12 home games in 14 days for us. Then they take a break for the Major League All-Star break and a road trip. And so get out here one more time to see the boys before uh, school gets going and the weather turns the other way because it's going to be perfect the next week or two. Absolutely. Mike, appreciate it, buddy. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bud. That was Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, joining us here as he does each and every Saturday morning here on Talking Sports. That's going to do it for us. Thank you to Dan Vance from the Mad Ants and Mike Nutter from the Tin Caps for joining us. Hopefully, Mr. Shovlin's having a good time walking the parade route tonight, today here down at the Three Rivers Festival Parade. If you see him, say hi, give him a wave. Make sure he knows you're out there as he's walking with the Fort Wayne Bad Ants. That'll do it for us. Before we go, hey, R.I.P. Tony Sirico, Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos. If you watch the show, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, died at the age of 79 yesterday. So, R.I.P. Polly Walnuts. That'll do it for us. Everybody, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week with Jim back in the seat. You've been listening to Talking Sports here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM.
Sports Rush with Brett Rump. From Norwell High School, 2007, it is Jared Parker. So take us to today. I have a facility in Nashville doing baseball. Actually working with Nashville Stars, Music City Baseball, to try to bring a major league team here. A team that you used to play with that might be relocating sometime soon. Do you have an in there? I don't think I'm in on that side, but Nashville's growing so much. It's a different place, and I think we all grew up coming down to as kids. Listen every weekday at 4 on Fort Wayne Sports Station. It's true. Everyone these days is hiring, even us. And like other companies, we've got a sign-on bonus, $5,000. We offer the list of the usual benefits, 401k, pay time off health insurance. And yet, we're looking for that person in the office or on the job site who others come to because they can get things done. You don't need to be told what to do. You just figure it out. Federated Media and our six radio stations, we're looking for a new engineer. We'd like someone with broadcast experience, but that's not a deal breaker. If you're working in IT, facility management, construction, electrical, or other trades you should consider this you'd be working for fort wayne's favorite radio stations podcasts by federated media